0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. Tonight's episode will be joined by our guest, Mark. Mark's here to talk about time travel. Mark says he's experienced some time travel stuff throughout his life, as well as suffers through deja vu, which most of us probably have had the same situations happen, and we just don't really think much about it. But before we dive into Mark's story, if you've had an encounter or a story to share please get a hold of me. Send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com or you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Just look up Tales. We're going to go ahead and dive on into Mark's story. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome Mark to the show. Mark, thanks for coming out. Yes, sir. Pleasure to be here. Definitely a pleasure having someone on here to discuss this topic with me because it's always been something that's piqued my interest. So, in your personal opinion and experiences, what would you consider the concept of time travel to be in a nutshell?
1: <laughs> For me, it's like visiting levels or recalling memories or you know, like we can remember backwards and as long, you know, so that's kind of a form of time travel, whether we realize it or not, because, you know, your brain is rewiring itself to recall those brain patterns. And so in the future you have, you know, assuming you exist in an afterlife or in some other form capacity, a parallel world universe, whatever you have yourself that exists there and it's trying to remember back to where you are now and so you make this connection you know so it's like the the future is trying to remember the past which is you here and you're trying to remember yourself in the past there so you get this like communication link that's going and you basically i don't know if it's like through quantum entanglement or what but there's some kind of superposition maybe that happens. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not really like, I don't think it's really like what they, you know, say you can go faster than the speed of light. And that's the only way you can time travel. I don't believe that at all. Like, I don't, I, it's almost misinformation kind of, you know, but
0: Mm, kind of disinformation
1: (laughs) kind of in a way, you know, if you get, if, if you, you know, if someone tells you two plus two is five your entire life, and you believe that, memorize it, and everybody on the rails of the world is told two plus two is five. And someone comes along and says, no, two plus two is four. And you're like, you know, everybody throws rocks at them. <laughs> you know, it's like there's different ways to do the same thing, basically. And we've only been taught one way, I think, you know.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. So, like, if someone were to experience, Kind of like we discussed off air, but like deja vu to you. Is that sort of like a, it's kind of like a time jump, like you're seeing something that's already happened that it hasn't happened. Is that how you would explain it?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally. Yeah. And I don't know the exact mechanism for it. I can describe what it feels like for me when it happens. And that might, give a little insight but you know that's just for me it's not for everyone else you know deja vu is a tough one because it's like how you know you have people like you know they have uh, they think that you manifest your reality and stuff like that it's like yes and no so you have like this um, emergent reality versus a divergent reality and stuff like that where it's like okay you have to question yourself you know the what i saw was it already there or did i create it so you, you kind of get into that little quandary there with yourself, trying to process, you know, okay, how does this deja vu happen? <laughs> Am I being programmed subliminally and don't realize it and then, you know, wake up and it, you know, unfolds, or did I actually go forward in time and see an event? And as far as I can tell, it's a, it's basically a form of time travel. Literally that's, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, somehow there's some mechanism that just, just disconnects our brain from this physical reality. And whether you enter like a four D space time, go forward a little bit, you know, and come back, to me that's perfectly rational. I mean, you can, I can pro, I can process that in a way that works. You know, like that that works for me. Just go to a higher dimension. You, it's the, it's like changing gears almost. You, you know, you go from Five speed to overdrive stuff like that. You know, you're changing gears, the rate of speed, the rate of time, and stuff like that. And and when you come back here, you're at a fixed rate of speed. But you, it's like down shifting into to third. You know, you're at a higher RPM, but you're actually going slower. To where if you shift gears, your, your RPMs are slower, but you're actually going faster. So there's these, you know, time dilation sort of. And I, I think when we sleep, we accidentally slip or change gears or something and time, the dilation changes and that enables us to either go forward a little bit, see stuff. And then we come back here, we downshift back into our bodies. And it's like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I try and think of it. I try and think of it in terms I can relate to, you know, physical things around us, like driving a car, maybe. <laughs> that's kind of the best example I can give, you know, our, our, our bodies are vehicles or vessels or, you know, so anyways, yeah, good question though. Exactly. The
0: way I'm looking at it would be like your consciousness, your, what some would call a soul, depending on your religion, like all of that is what's not constrained to time to an extent like that. Your memories, your mind, that's what is able to transverse through this fabric that they consider time and space. Like that's why I've processed it. Like people have these out of bodies experiences or they've suffered like certain things. It's like, it almost heightens their brain activity to their sentences. And like, they can see to the higher dimension. Like we can see in three dimensions. Well, there's the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, like there, I don't know how many dimensions there supposedly are, but, I feel like the consciousness and that aspect resides at a higher dimension that we're not physically capable of seeing. Does that make sense?
1: That's pretty much exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, to me, that was what I would call levels. Okay. You know, like this is 3d. So this is like a third level, level three. And if you go to 4D, it's like taking an off ramp and then you go into a different freeway and you can look down at the cars coming underneath you. You know, you just get a different vantage point and you can see the events in time happening below you from this higher vantage point. And I think maybe like you said, your consciousness or your soul spirit, whatever, goes to this next level up in a gaseous form, maybe whatever it is you know and can view these lower these events happening down below it and it says oh i can see ahead and so you know it's you so you're going to obviously come back and tell yourself hey there's a a a truck accident going to happen at the intersection tomorrow why don't you just be late tomorrow and avoid that you know And so I think there's communication like that that happens that we're not even ever, ever even aware of. We just, you know, something happened and made us late and that's all we know. You know, so we like avoided that entire situation without even realizing that it actually would, we would have been caught in it. So, you know, it's like a, it's like a time empath or sonar radar or something like that, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's different, but I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with going faster than speed of light to go to time travel. I don't think so. I think it's a matter of, like you said, disconnecting from this plane and just entering a different speed. You know, like if you merge onto a freeway that's going 75 and you're doing 35, it's going to seem really weird. You know, you're like, whoa, life's just steamrolling me. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but there's our, you know, so yeah. Anyways,
0: basically, um, I get- what I'm getting to, like the way I've rationalized things and this is it's on topic, but it might be a little off topic, but if you're able to tell yourself something from the future to impact yourself in the past, to me, it's almost a paradox to an extent. I, they refer to it as like the grandfather paradox because you've altered something like that's where I, the whole time traveling comes, becomes strange to me is because if people have the ability to try and send something back to themselves to alter it, they would never be in that position in the first place to send that signal back. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, But then again, it's almost like you have to think of that event is actually what was supposed to have happened. And so by you doing it, you just fulfilled that role. So it's like, it, you know, it's like. <laughs> I <don't>, I,
0: <sighs> Thinking too hard yeah. makes my brain hurt about it.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, so we invent space travel, okay? And obviously when you move through space, you move through time. And the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. So when we invented space travel, naturally, time travel is a part of that without us even realizing it. You know, it's, it's like you can't have a rocket without an engine of some sort. So it's like you can't have space without time. So it was when you're inventing space travel, you're inadvertently inventing time travel. You know, I mean, you're doing both at the same time without realizing it because they're both affecting each other. You know, and eventually as you get better at time at space travel, you start unlocking the time aspect of it, you know.
0: So I kinda go along with this. If you believe in the concept of time and space, which I don't know how to explain this to like the average person but I know through science they claim that there are wormholes or black holes or theoretical like these holes in space and time now if someone were to create their own hole kind of like their own little wormhole, so to say would that open up a uh, in time, or would that be more or less like open up an alternate dimension?
1: That's a tough one. That's a good question. Um, I, I, I'm i going to say I know, but only, I, I don't know, but I'm going to say I know. I know from experience or I've experienced different times connected via a wormhole type structure. So times connect to other times and they're linked through some I don't know if you'd call it like a wormhole so like but as far as like going to a different dimension to me that's like a different rotation over like if you drew a circle and drew a little plus sign in front of it you know you your quadrants draw four quadrants we're over here in one quadrant and like say we wanted to go to a different dimension that would be just a, a, like basically go into a different quadrant within the same thing and so like you know like that so you got stuff happening over this other quadrant that we just can't see you got three other quadrants that are happening but we're only aware of one so that would be like that wormhole would be opening up to that different quadrant which would be like a alternate dimension alternate reality yeah so even a parallel earth if you want to go that far you know stuff like that but in this quadrant the wormhole Could open up to a future time or past time instead of actually going to a different quadrant so that it would have a different the same mechanism could have two different types of effects basically Um, i've experienced both through via wormhole going through an alternate dimension an alternate world and i've also so that would be like going to a different quadrant or a rotation versus going linearly forward or backward in time. That also is the same feeling visually, the same feeling, the same mechanism almost. But, so that wormhole does both, I guess. You,
0: know, now you said like that. that you've experienced, is there some experiences that you would like to share with us?
1: Oh gosh. I don't even know where to start. Um, magnitude (laughs) um let's see you know deja vu is like to me on a small scale deja vu would be like i i i'm here i I go to sleep i have a dream i wake up and within an hour or two i watch it unfold so that would be on a small scale you know no big deal you just wake up and it's kind of puzzling like "Hmm, that was weird and you don't think much of it you know I mean, what you can't really think much of it, you know, it's like, okay, that was strange, but there's other times when I've gone to like a future time and you can feel yourself sliding through space. You can feel yourself sliding through time. You're in this like wormhole thing. And all of a sudden the time period comes into view and you just like kind of enter it and you're just there. And you do some stuff whatever it plays out and then you come back and you're being dragged backwards through this wormhole backwards, like feet first now being dragged backwards through this wormhole to the time period you're in. And you're, you're aware of being in this wormhole thing and you're being dragged pulled backwards to this time. And you wake up here. would be this would be the the differences between just going to sleep and having a dream and then having like this event happen so you're you're in this wormhole thing and you're being dragged back to this time and you wake up in your body and you're gasping for air like you've um been holding your breath for like 10 minutes or i mean it's it's frightening it's scary you can't breathe you're scared. You know, like it's traumatizing the first couple of times. It's literally traumatizing. Like seriously, sure, like you wake up and you feel like, oh my God, if I didn't wake up, I think I would have died. Like it's it's that extreme. You know, your heart's jumping out of your chest, you can't control it, you can't breathe, you're panicking. Like it's a traumatic thing, man. I mean, so those are two different, you know, ends of the spectrum there, you know, but both of them. You know, it's like you can travel a little bit in the future and it's not so traumatic and it's like the further you travel in the future or past, the more traumatic it is or that I don't know how to say it. So there's like different levels.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. So, but that's, you know, that would be, I'm trying to relate it to events that people might have, you know, like, oh, okay, I've done that. Oh, that's what that, is. you know, I'm trying to relate it kind of to the, in that aspect. Um, The farthest I've ever gone, supposedly, from what I was told, was I went 25,000 years in the future. And that's, I was 15 years old, and I pretty much basically had an out-of-body experience. And I have to use terminology that won't make any sense, but I went up through Phi levels, Phi decks, decks, like, planes like the horizon is a deck it's a level so five levels five decks so i went up through these levels planes of existence um, they're universal planes and each one was uh, what we call it was based on phi somehow these spiral um, rotations that connected the different levels anyways i went straight up through those instead of going in circular motion i went straight up through like seven of these levels got lost found myself in a Different Earth. It was still Earth, but it was Earth in a future time. And I literally thought I had died. Like I, I at that point, I literally thought I died. And I, I saw this guy standing there and I was like, did I die? And he, you know, I was serious. Like, I thought I died. You know, this is it. Here, here I am, you know. <laughs> and he said, No, you didn't die. I said, Well, where am I at? And he says, Well, you're on Earth. And I, you know, I said, This doesn't look like Earth. He said, well, this is Earth in your future. I'm like, okay, so did I die? I'm, you know, I'm still not getting what he's saying. He's like, no, you just time traveled 25,000 years into your future, and we're here to greet you. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, well, we knew you were going to show up on this day, and so we came here at this day to greet you, and you arrived on time. And I was like, whoa. You know, and so, I mean, it was, it's, you know, I'm like trying, I'm fully coherent, trying to process this. I'm not believing nothing this guy's saying, you know, I mean, this guy's dressed in white. I think he's like some angel or something. I you know, like, okay, did I pass? Do did, did I, <laughs> I thought I died. Okay, seriously. And anyway, so he takes and shows me around the world, not the world, but the city. I, I think from the best I could tell, I was in New York City somehow, which I don't know how I got there because I was in the West Coast so whatever anyways it was new york city from what i can tell in the future and there's these buildings that were like miles tall just incredible man it's like oh my god anyway so i'm i'm talking to him and he's showing me you know around and he says we did it i'm like we did what he goes we did it we succeeded i said and what did you succeed in he goes we did it we got world peace he says look around And so he was showing me how that the our future world succeeded in in achieving world peace through all countries, through all life, through all the animals didn't fight. I mean, it was just the people didn't fight. There was no money. There was no governments. It was like utopia, I guess, basically, you know. But so, anyways, so he got kind of quiet, and he says, "Well, there's something that I need to tell you." i'm like okay he goes four more times from where you came from your world will be destroyed before we achieve where we're at now and so it was he said it's through multiple either world wars natural earth cataclysms like floods, earthquakes, stuff like that, and wars combined, there are four more times we'll go through these like major cataclysms that set us back. And he said, every time those things happen, we get set back 5,000 years. It takes us about 5,000 years to recover and start building again. He goes, when well, we finally realized that these patterns were cyclical and we started archiving the knowledge so that when the event happened, which we couldn't control, we could recall the information and start building, um, instead of starting at the Stone Age and trying to reinvent the wheel. We already had the wheel made up, like that. You know, like they archive the information in preparation for these cataclysm events, these cycle. Like four more times, he said, our world will uh, encounter these. Either you know, kind of like the, what the Mayans say. Like you know, they have each these cycles, and each of these cycles are ends in some final thing. And then it starts over again. So he was kind of telling me something similar to that. So, I mean, I don't know why he told me that. I assume he told me that to come back and tell people here. But anyway, so a lot, I was there, I don't know, a couple days, I think. Maybe it felt like a couple days, but I didn't eat any food. I didn't go pee. I didn't sleep. So I don't know. I mean, I can't, you know, that's what people would say. Well, what'd you eat? <laughs> you know did you go pee you know stuff like that so it's like I don't know you know those are good questions that people have you know it's like no I didn't eat no I didn't go pee and no I didn't sleep you know so these these you know anyway so I, I meet this guy and when I first met him we're sitting there in the city and this motorcycle pulls up it's floating in the air pulls up next to me and there's this rider on board and i was like holy crap okay this is in the year 1984 i think that this happened to me okay so this is a long time ago and i i said whoa you guys got flying motorcycles he goes well yeah kind of no yes and no he goes they they float i'm like i said well they're quiet how do, how do they do that he goes and he starts laughing like you know obviously this you know i'm starstruck and i'm trying to like like, oh, my God, there's this floating motorcycle next to me, and it's totally silent. So, I'm, you know, I'm just like, whoa, look at this thing. And I said, well, how does, how does this work? You know, he goes, all right, well, I can't tell you exactly, but I can give you the basis of it. Bas- basics of it. He says, pretty much it's magnetism, and we align it with the Earth's gravity, Earth's magnetism, and that enables us to create anti-gravity engines that are magnetically powered. They don't run off electricity, they run off magnetism. He goes, back in your time, everything pretty much runs off electricity. And this time, everything runs off magnetism. And that's how we achieve anti-gravity devices. And, you know, it's like that. He goes, what happens is every so many thousands of years, the poles will rotate. And so we have to keep aligning our engine to that rotation, that axis, magnetic pole, whatever. And he it, it just explained it like that. You know, so me being, you know, 15, I had no clue what he was talking about. Like, uh, sure, man, whatever you said. <laughs> right. I, I don't know that stuff, you know. And so it wasn't until like years and years later, years later, like 20 years later, I start reading about, you know, UFOs, anti-gravity. I'm like, hmm. so I remember what this guy said and I'm like comparing notes and it's like, oh, that stuff kind of jives a little bit. You know, so anyway, so, you know, as, as the experiencer, you have, you doubt yourself. You're like, okay, that didn't happen. You know, Uh, obviously that didn't happen. You know, so you, 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 you question yourself and you become your own worst critic, you know, like, okay, come on. That there's no way that happened. When I got back here, you know, from, well, let me tell you how I got back here. So I basically went up seven levels these planes of existence to this futuristic earth where this utopia was. And he says, I, when I was ready to come back, he says, well, okay, we got to get you back to your own time. I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) I agreed. Like, yes, I need to get back to my own time. Thank you. Please. I didn't know how to get back there. And, and the reason being is that you're, it would be like going to like a seventh or eighth dimension and trying to find yourself back home through these other dimensions and on the third dimension you have like a beach with all these particles of sand and one of those pieces of sand is home to you that's your home it's just so you can't possibly find your way back to that specific piece of sand you know which would be equivalent of our galaxy basically so i was lost okay and i i basically asked for help i'm like i just i yes please i need to get home to my own time own planet home solar system whatever and he says uh, he says no problem we can we we can get you back there so they beamed me back through this like blue colored beam somehow like Not like Star Trek transporting, but, you know, it's just like some kind of an X-ray beam or something that pierces through all the different dimensions. And they knew exactly where it came from. And they were able to, it was a straight beam. It it didn't turn, it didn't curve. It was a straight beam. And they beam me back to our solar system. And he says, and it was like, he said, he, he told me it was like a type of tractor beam, he said so they beamed me back in time through this like tractor beam device thing and it was blue colored like like a light blue color and somehow it was digitized or in a light particle form i don't know how they did it but i get beamed back. and he says when you get your bearings and you recognize earth then we'll turn it off and you can find your way home i'm like okay cool so they beam me back here and I got my, I, I saw myself coming back through our galaxy, through our solar system. Okay, there's earth, there's the moon. Okay, boom. And I felt the tractor beam thing release. And I was, it would be like trying to re-enter your body from having an out-of-body experience. So you, I'm trying, so I somehow knew exactly where my body was. I could see And I just, it was, it's just a straight shot. And I enter my body. And I was like, and I wake up. And I'm frozen. Absolutely frozen. Like I was in a morgue. Like like someone you died, you're in a morgue. You 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 flatlined, you're in a morgue, you're frozen. And you like that kind of cold. So I wake up, my body, I'm frozen. Like I couldn't move my arms, legs, I couldn't speak. I was frozen my body while I was gone, it was was frozen when I got back to it. And a half hour here had passed a half hour of our time had passed here but to me i had went 25000 years in the future was there like a, almost an entire day and made the trip back in basically a half hour of our time so there's this massive huge time dilation that occurs somehow i don't know i can't explain it but time isn't like our time here is different than time there. They're, diff- they're different rates, you know, like, but the interesting part about talking to him though, is he said, I said, so, you know, I'm just thinking back here. I, I said, so who are you? If you're not like God or one of the angels, you know, cause you don't know. I mean, you're thrown into this thing. You don't know what's going on. You're like, okay. You're thinking you died. You know, who are you? Who am I talking to? He says, "No, My name is John. And I, I said, okay. And he told me his real name and it was like a hundred letters long. And I, he goes, do you want my real name or what I'm called? I said, well, I want your real name, you know? And so he told, tells me his name. I'm like, oh shit, that's a name? And he says, yeah. I said, I can't pronounce that. He goes, I, he says, nobody can. That's why they just call me John. And I'm like, okay. So he, so I said, I said, all right, tell me again, man. I mean, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he tells me the name again. I tried to say his name and I got it like probably 10 letters of it. And he goes, actually, he's he, says, he says, yeah, that's actually pretty good. He goes, no one even gets past like the four, you know, the first five or six letters, you know, pronouncing it right. And and he goes and I said, so why is your name so long? He goes, each one of my each one of the letters of my name represents a life, a single life that I've lived. I was like, "Whoa, are you serious?" He goes, "Yes." And so he was. He explained to me he was basically like an, an what they call an aeon, or an eon, an aeon. It's a person who lives like millions of years in time. And I was like, "Okay." And so he's trying to explain these concepts that I'd never heard of. I, you know, I mean, it's not until. When I'm in my 30s, you know, like 15, 20 years later, I start hearing about these concepts and like, oh, that's what that guy was talking about. You know, so, you know, so I came back with these future concepts that I didn't even know about and wouldn't even come across until like years and years and years later, you know. So, like I said, you know, you're you're, at the time when you come back, you know, you wake up, you're like, whoa, that was a weird dream. It's like, no, that was not a dream, you know, so, but you become your, your own worst critic. You know, you're like, dude, listen, no one's going to believe you. You don't even believe yourself. This did not happen. And so you like trying like basically convince yourself it didn't happen. So what ends up happening though, is you start experiencing these deja vu events on a regular basis. You're like, okay, hold on. How do I know this in advance? You know, yeah. And so that sometimes the lag time between um, when you have the deja vu vision between it ha- between when it actually happens, there's like a period of time there that's measurable, you know, if it's an hour, if it's a day, if it's a week, sometimes years. So there's a measurable amount of time between when you see the event and when it happens. So it's, it's measurable. And that's like the time dilation measurement almost, you know, um, but so anyway, so this, this John guy tells me, he's like, he goes, before I send you back, I have to erase your memories of you being here. I'm like, oh, what for? He goes, he goes, there's a galactic battle that happens, which is why I am who I am today here talking to you. And parts, other parts of the galaxy universe don't know that the war is actually over. So at this point in time, you came to Earth is kind of cloaked and is hiding in time. So we've deliberately hid ourselves in time during this war that's going on. He goes, so, um, and I don't know, how do I say it? Some kind of war happens out in the galaxy in the future, and it lasts for like he calls it a thousand year war. And during the thousand year war, like these forces team up against mankind and start wiping us out. Like we'd already by this time, we'd already gone out and populated other planets, and solar systems, and stuff like that. And so they go out in the future and start wiping us out, and they have this this technology that like one-shot kill planets like you know star wars the death star like that type of thing one shot boom gone and anyways they were completely annihilating the human race for some reason whatever it is i don't know it's what the what started it but at the time he was a general and in his time he was a general this is what he told he tells me he says I was a general for the president presidency of the United States I was the leading general and during this war the president got injured killed and I was I, I assumed the position of commander in charge and I led our I led us to mm. fight these to try and save the planet from these invaders and somehow he says they basically from his what he was telling me he says they were pretty much on us and we had it was like within a matter of hours they were going to kill us like destroy the entire planet and he says one of their scientists somehow figured out a way to communicate with these beings and made a peace treaty and he was the one who offered the peace treaty to these other beings aliens What I don't, I don't want to call them aliens because they're actually like beings you know and so anyway so be, because of that they did not wipe us out and the entire world knew you know it's like independence day remember that movie independence day where the big alien spaceship comes in and it's like oh my gosh we're all dead meat you know
0: yeah
1: but they they and, you know, we never made a peace treaty in that, in that movie. It was just they, you know, flew a virus up into the ship and did it that way. But in this instance, there was the peace treaty that was signed and made. And he was responsible for making that peace treaty that stopped the Thousand Year Wars. You know, because that was pretty, pretty much it. I mean, Earth was like the last standstill, the, the last holdout. And so he's he's the one that did that. You know, and so the world demanded that he be what they call ambassador of the planet, basically like the world leader. The I mean like all the countries together, all the governments are gone, they're wasted. I mean, the, the earth was in annihilation basically. And there was what remnants that were left of society, like you know, basically our society as it is now, just say completely gets annihilated by this invading race. They worldwide, unanimously, unanimously said, no, you save the entire planet. You are who we want in charge worldwide. And so he was, and he didn't want to do it. It's not like he, you know, rigged this whole thing so he could get in power. It was nothing like that. It's like, he did not want to do it. He was like, no, I was just doing my job. And so they're like, yes, even more reason why we want you to in charge. So anyways, his title at that time, That he told me his ranking title was ambassador of the planet and he was delegated to oversee the reconstruction rebuilding of the planet society so you know i came back knowing this stuff i was like wow you know and so you're kind of like biting your nails you know when you get back like okay when's this going to happen (laughs) <laughs> you know it's like holy you know it's like whoa but so like i said again you know you become your own worst critic your own worst critic and you're like okay this didn't happen and what he's telling me is you know i i made it up in my mind or was imagination while i was dreaming and you come back and you see these events start occurring you're like oh that's what that is oh that's what that is and you start slowly seeing these pieces start coming into view as technology and events happen and you're like oh my gosh this is before all that happens and you start getting a, a feeling that you, you start realizing oh i am back here before this stuff happens and you can see it starting to go in that direction you know like the ai the skynet and all the stuff you can see all that it's it's not here yet but you know what i mean so yeah, it's, it's it's really different, but that was probably the farthest I have went, you know, like forward in time. And it wasn't something I tried to do; it was totally accident. And I mean, I'm not proud of how it happened. It's not like a big feather in my cap, you know. I mean, it is, but it isn't. But basically, what happened was I was, you know, smoking pot at a party, and was drinking, and I guess basically had an out of body experience that, and that was a result of it, you know.
0: I guess my question would be he mentioned that he was supposed to erase your memories, but you remember. So did he not erase your memory?
1: The memories that they erase, okay. While I was there, he said, there's a group of elders that oversee the galaxy they wanna meet you, they're excited to meet you. They knew you would come here and they wanna meet you. And so that's the part that they erased, was who they were. That meeting is what they erased. The rest of it, he said, the rest of it, you can remember, it's fine, no big deal. But when you meet these people, this part I have to erase because it's for your protection, so that when you get back, there's no one can try and harm you to get that information out because it doesn't exist. And it was basically, the, what they wanted to the, the erase, the memories were who I met, these, what he called elders, galactic elders, they're aeons, and the exact GPS coordinates to that time location where Earth was currently cloaked in time and space. He says, There's two things that you can't take back with you your location here and the meeting you're about to have. <laughs> and I, he says, It's for your protection. And he says, It's also for ours, be, you know, he says, it's because time isn't secure. It's where we're at now, he said, It's secure and safe, but the war is still going on. And the rest of the galaxy universe doesn't know they haven't got the message that the war's over yet and so they're still battling this war he says where we're at now we're at peace and so he's he was basically protecting the future by not letting me take back the coordinates to get there does that make sense
0: yeah do you ever wonder why that was you Like, of all people in the world, like, how did this happen to you?
1: I mean, I don't want to, like, try and inflate my own ego or anything, but I think you're selected. I I think people are selected. You know, I think, you know, it's like, basically, I think this kid can make this journey there and back safely. And, you know, I I think it's something like that. I mean, I don't want to say, you know, oh, you're the chosen one. You know, nothing, nothing weird like that. It's just like, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I mean, I think, I think everybody has a, has different abilities and some people have certain abilities that relate to that. And so, I've, and these people recognize that and they can try and select somebody from a time period and try and communicate with them you know like that like I I think maybe it's like that you know
0: I know we initially started talking and you sent me something that kind of like showed the patterns where things are connected now how does someone start noticing these patterns
1: (sighs) um that's a that's a complicated question um well deja vu you know you that's kind of your first thing that makes you start searching for stuff and so let's see so imagine you get so good at having deja vu that it's like a a daily occurrence and so you wake up and you expect it to happen you're like you're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the groove or the flow or whatever. And so say one day it doesn't happen. You're like, hey, what happened? You know, so you get accustomed to it being a certain way. And then when it doesn't happen, that's the change. You know, that's the change that you notice. And so that change makes you go out and start, you know, and say, hey, this is supposed to happen. And it didn't. What's going on? And so you feel like, okay, did I miss you know, because now you develop some kind of clairvoyancy, maybe you're a time empath or something like that. You know, you're developing your skills, and all of a sudden, one day you miss. You're like, hey, what changed? And so, that kind of for me is what I don't know, like that's it's, it's the little changes that is what is it's not the big change, it's the little changes, the subtle changes that, you know, a, almost like the Mandela effect, you know, I guess sort of, you know, it's the little subtle changes that tell you something actually changed larger than what you're aware of. And so you get accustomed to things being a certain way and when they're not a certain way. <clears throat> so like, you know, I don't know how to say it. Um, let's see. So, you know, the sun's going to rise and rise in the east and set in the west. I mean, that's predictable. You know, you know that when the moon has a cycle to it, the, moon, the lunar cycle, you know, the galaxy, it takes 230 million years for the sun to grow. These are all predictable events that you can count on, you know. And so you have this time dilation is associated with that, you know, and you can speed up time to slow it down. It doesn't matter. It's still going to, the sun's still going to, you know, either going sun up, sun down at a faster rate or slower rate. It's still going to be the same thing. So one day when that doesn't happen, you're like, that's the change. You know, that's a huge change. It's like, whoa. So when there's something out of order, that actually stands out more so than the, than the you know, because these, these cycles are, are periodic. They're not fixed. I guess they're fixed. They're, in, they're synchronized with each other, you know. Um, you, let's see. I'm trying to think of an example. So you like when you have the deja vu experience, you can almost interact with that. Like say one of your deja vu experiences was you saw a tree fall down and you wake up and sure enough, that day it's really stormy and windy and you see a tree fall down. You're like, cool, deja vu worked again. Yay. And so you kind of expect it, but that didn't say it didn't happen for like, it wasn't until like six o'clock that night. You had all day long to process that or do something. (laughs) So you get to where you can kind of perceive these events happening and you get good enough to where you're like, okay, this tree's gonna fall down. I don't have a chainsaw, it's gonna land on my shed. It's gonna ruin my shed I just built, my little garden shed, so now I need a chainsaw. Okay, so I need to go wake up in the morning and go get a chainsaw because later on today, this is gonna happen. So you start going through life like that a little bit, you know, like these events are happening, but you can almost prepare yourself a little bit to deal with that event better. I don't know. So you just, you know, I think it's like a type, a type of time, empathy, empath, whatever, or like sonar, radar. I don't know. Um, It's, I think I I I don't think it's special to anyone. I think everyone can do it. I think everyone does it. They're just not aware of it. You know, like I don't know.
0: (laughs) That's fine. It is kind of a little loaded question, but uh, I'm just thinking like everything has to have some sort of a connection somehow. So there's got to be a certain pattern and a wavelength. And obviously some people can pick up on that and they can see through that. Like, so as a common person, just listening to this, I didn't know if there's a way for them to start being able to like, try and notice the patterns of what go on through basically space and time.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So, all right. So what you have to do is kind of do a, um, a mental game with yourself almost like, okay, so imagine that you're in the future, um, either the next lifetime or a year ahead or a month ahead and you, you're you there already. So just, you know, imagine yourself already there and you're trying to communicate with yourself back here in this time, knowing that you're connected through your DNA, whatever, okay. You're, you're quantum entangled, however you want to say it. So you have to try and devise a way to send yourself a information that you will recognize as you come upon it. That's specific to you, like say your color is favorite color is blue, and you like Corvettes, and whatever you a certain song and. So the first thing you would do, you would be to do is to get your own attention by showing you things that are specific to you. You know, like imagine waking up one day and you know there's some guy driving down the road with a blue Corvette and he's playing your favorite song. And you're like, hey, well, and you, you know I'm, I'm probably gonna get jealous or whatever. But it, it, what it did is it got your attention. Toward, now you're looking and for stuff in that way like hey so you, you get your own attention you know if you, you do something that catches your own attention and it, and it makes you look a certain direction and as this car goes by you see a person standing there with a sign that says like yard sale and, a, and an arrow pointing and you're like then you start wondering okay did that did, was that sign something to get me to look that direction in order to see that guy, to see the arrow, to go that way? And so you're like, "Hmm." so you start following these signs that are occurring all around you and they're invisible to anybody else. They don't, they're meaningless to anybody else, but you start following these signs that the universe is talking to you. So it's a form of communication. These events in time are a form of communication both from the past forward and from the forward to the past, I, you know, us being here. So there's always this form of communication going on through events. Like the events in time are, are the actual words that are being spoken like that, but you just got to interpret them. So, I mean, some people look at license plates, you know, like, um, like say your birthday is February 23rd. And so you see a license plate that says two, two, three, you're like, Hey, that's kind of like my birthday. So you start, you know, it's, it's something that catches your, your attention. And so, and that's okay. We're going to communicate through this medium now. So once it catches your attention to that, that medium that you're observing, then you know now to start looking for the, in that same medium for other things, you know, like if I like, a glaringly example, a, a huge example would be, you know, like in your face, you can't deny it. Like, say you you go to the chiropractor, and your your shoulders all messed up, whatever, and you get out of the, the you know you get out of the doctor's office, and you go home, and as you're pulling in your driveway, you realize that the entire time you've been following a car that has like license plate doctor on it. You're like, whoa. So that right there is actually like a sign, a form of communication like that, and it's designed to make you take notice of that medium. Like if you if you're aware of that medium to look in that medium, then you can find information within it. So that's kind of like what I try and do. You know, it's, I, like if you're in tune with the with nature, with the world, then that's just naturally what we're supposed to do is look for this information that's these signs that are happening all around us. You know, so I mean that's how on an individual level, people can do stuff like that as just start learning to read the signs, as events that are communications through time, either from the past forward or the forward to the past, whatever, you know, like something you can do. Anybody listening to this could do it. It's just your, it becomes your new state of being, you know, your state of awareness like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's something to definitely start looking into, but, um, I'm kind of getting a little late on time. I've got some other things I've got to get going on to. So I think we'll wrap this episode up, but I'll probably reach out to you for some more input. Cause this is one of these topics that I want to circle back around to at some point. So.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if it's beneficial to you or somebody listening, then yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely something that uh, I feel like we're just kind of on the tip of the iceberg with so, (laughs) but again, I, I appreciate you coming out and talking with me and shedding a little bit of light on some stuff. And uh, like I said, I'll definitely be in touch.
1: All right. Sounds good, buddy. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Okay. You have
0: fun. And that's our show, everyone. Again, let's thank Mark for coming out tonight and talking about time travel with us. And again, if you've had an encounter or a story to share, please get a hold of me. You can email me at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. We'll get something set up for a future episode. Good night, everybody.